The pressure to innovate is constant. It can be crippling or it can be a catalyst for your best thinking and your best work. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you understand the forces that drive change and find new approaches to compete and win on innovation. Change course. Get ahead. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go. Hi guys, well from a little too warm Salt Lake City, Utah oh, it's Thank God I'm Atheist The podcast I'm Frank Feldman And I'm Dan Beecher And coming up today we're going to be talking about We're going to be filling your quiver, baby <laughs> We're going to be talking about Your empty quivers We're going to be talking about all the babies Your quiver, aren't your quiver empty? Get, get somebody to- in that goddamn quiver, will you? And have some babies. Have some chillins. Oh, God. Yeah. We talk about religion and people having many, many babies. Too many babies. Probably too many babies. Too many babies. Too many humans. And then, you know, chaining them to beds. Well, there's that. I mean, don't do don't don't do that's, that even if that's you've... the exception, not the norm. You should only do that if you have one to two babies. If you have one to two children, chain them to b- beds and torture them. But when you've got 13... Yeah, okay. We'll get to this later because that's that's a strange strange idea. Do you feel I've yeah. made a, a controversial statement? That's a there? controversial statement. We're going to let that hang in the air and see where we take it. Okay. Ooh, wow. Ooh. That's Ooh. Exciting. Ooh. Second, exciting second half of the show. I just had a quiverful. No, nah, I don't know. You're full of quiver. Yeah, I quivered a lot. I quavered so and dumb. shivered. All right, Dan. Yes, sir. Oh. <sighs> That was quite do a you, sigh. Do you do you like to eat, Dan? Do you, you like know, food? I do it daily. <laughs> it's it's just part of my regimen. Uh, well, um, how do you feel about fasting? Like fast food? Like no, like <laughs> abstaining from food. I I have no reason to do it usually. Right. It's a strange. It's an interesting practice. There, supposedly, there's like some health benefits. They for say it. so. They say um, there apparently are also um, benefits for um, one's ability to alter reality through fasting. Ooh, right. Like religious folk, especially I guess Christians, which is what we're talking about specifically here, will sometimes abstain from food. In order to convince God that they're really serious about an issue. I feel like what it is, is that like the way that we transmit to God when we talk, <laughs> if if there's a lot of food in your belly, it gets muddled a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. And if you want a clear signal, yeah. you got to get that food out get of there. Get the food out. You got to get the food out. So that then when you're hungry, uh, I, I also think that the grumbling of a tummy yeah. uh, amplifies the signal also. Well, and low blood sugar helps me think better. <laughs> right, right. Definitely get you uh, get you thinking smart. Yeah, and so uh, so so there's a group of evangelicals. Yeah, uh, called the Intercessors for America. Oh, and headed by one James Dobson. Okay, is that name? That sounds familiar. Does that sound familiar to uh, you? Yeah, uh, that might be because he essentially called for. Um, 
transgender sh- people to be shot. Oh, a okay. couple of years ago, right? A few years ago. He's a peach. That one. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say it exactly like that, but that was the gist of it. Right. Right. Well, he uh, he's calling on religious folk throughout the country to save Donald Trump. Oh, um, this country, he says, will be in serious trouble if they're meaning the left successful in impeaching this man. I'm oh. calling for a nationwide movement to pray for him. Oh, yeah. I'm calling for a day of fasting and prayer. Oh, I hope that Christian people from coast to coast will join in that time. Uh, the date is your choosing, but we do need your help. We, <laughs> you should probably do it in the next, I'm going to say, month and a mm-hmm. half. Yeah. Just a day. I feel like I feel like if they really wanted this to happen, they should fast for like five days. Yeah. Really, uh, really show some commitment. I think they should, yeah, I, I think they should just go on like a starvation, you know, protest yeah. level type thing. Yeah. Right? Where they just completely refrain from food, even water. Yeah. Maybe even like really. Show your commitment. Yeah. To this thing. God needs to hear you. And it will make a difference. Because if there's one thing we know, it's that intercessionary prayer makes sense. Oh, so much sense. Uh, he also added that um, it seemed evident on election night that the lord gave us victory (laughs) so lord if that is true we ask you to protect our president from anything that could hurt him it would be a little confusing if the lord gave you a president Mm -hmm. and then uh and then they were able to just impeach him yeah that would that would would confuse you wouldn't it i would feel confounded by that um i think they should be calling on donald trump to do some fasting though <laughs> well that's and, and that's more i don't for, know for that's dietary no no you know his doctor said right out he's in great shape amazing shape he's in amazing shape that's 70 70 some, something year some old fat fast food eating fucker he, kfc and mcdonald's chowing down you know he's six three and 200 tall yeah He's that tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, there have been memes going around comparing him. So he's 6'3 and like 239 pounds or something like that. Wow. Um, and people have been, and people have been, or that's what was reported. Right. So people have been showing pictures of him with that giant gut of his, you know, golfing or whatever. Sure. Compared to like football players who are, who the, are the same right. like height and weight. Yeah. I think maybe something's wrong with his stats. Well, Cause those, I mean, those guys, muscle is a lot heavier. Right. So, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Huh. He should either weigh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> His doctor is a liar is what we're all what, what we're saying. Yeah. Anyway, we'll fast. We'll fast and pray for him. <laughs> yeah. No. He, he likes to fast food and pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, fast food, not pray. And not pray. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, he, he, that's more what he does. He doesn't know how to pray. I yeah. think he thinks tweeting is praying. I think he thinks it's along <laughs> the same lines. Connection to God. Yeah. Well, Franklin, I uh, have word, new report from West Virginia. Uh, oh, yeah. I love I, West Virginia. I think we can all agree that only good things happen in West Virginia. Harper's Ferry, for Mount, example. Mountain was- Mama. Isn't Harper's Ferry in West Virginia? I have no idea. I, there was some massacre at Harper's Ferry. Oh, that's sad there when was that a, happens. I was throwing that out. It's a bad thing. Okay. 
well, here's what here's what is happening in West Virginia. Um, sort of following on the heels of, uh, do you remember we reported in that Kentucky a while back? Kentucky voted to uh, to allow schools to to teach the Bible as a historical document, which it is. Ish, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Sure, it's it's been around for a while, right? Uh, unfortunately, that has sort of there's there there's a there there may be a lawsuit in progress because uh, that has degraded into just Christian class. Shocking that that no, would have happened. No, why would they do that? It's weird. You'd think that they would just hold very firmly to the to the notion that this is just a document that's important to history and that they should uh, they should discuss it. In a secular manner, well, have a have a lesson on the Epic of Gilgamesh, right? Yeah, and then read some of the Bible get, and notice read get, the flood account of get the Bible, the Bhagavad right? Gita in there. You know, talk about <laughs> uh, things in context. Well, uh, before that happens, uh, West Virginia uh, State Senator Mike Azinger, uh-huh. Azinger uh, is now sponsoring Senate Bill Two Fifty Two, which would not only allow for such a class, but require every public, private, parochial, or dem- dem- denominational, couldn't say the word, school in the state to, uh, to offer an elective course in Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. Oh, it'd still be an elective course, but all the schools would have to have it. Right. Even the private schools? Uh, yes. That might be, oh, I don't know, not Christian. Oh, yes. Even, even if it were, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that these are very popular in West Virginia, but even if it were a, let's say, uh, Islamic school. A hadrasa. A madrasa. Madrasa. Yeah, something like that. Uh, no, uh, they, yes, he, th- that's what he wants. He wants every single school in the state to be forced to I think that's a great idea high school I think it's a wonderful idea I think they should absolutely do it clearly there that this will just enrich the people Mm -hmm. of West Virginia and how uh, and uh, create a a stronger society based Mm -hmm. on real um, real values yes indeed yes Uh, the good values not those crappy values that don't involve the Bible only good things. All, there's only all good, the good things are found in the Bible. All the bad things are found outside the Bible. Right. It's so funny to me because what I want to know is what will what would happen. Let's say that this law goes into effect. What happens if a teacher is teaching this and does assign the Quran as a sort of uh, counterplay? Counterplay. Mm. Let's study them in in tandem and and see what we can learn. That seems like a totally reasonable uh, academic study. I think that the response would be worse than that poor art <laughs> teacher up in. I think Lowe. lynching. Yeah. I think the man would be or woman would be murdered <laughs> in West Virginia. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I. But I. Uh, now, did you say the law passed or this is proposed? It's been. Pro- it, it, it is. Uh, it is. On the floor. On the floor. Well, we'll have to see what happens with that. And they just need to leave it on the floor and stomp it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, there's a new study out that is uh, 
uh, quite interesting. It has to do with the with America's response to Donald Trump's uh, xenophobic uh, attempts to uh, do the, his little Muslim ban. Keep right? out the keep the Muslims the out terrorists, right? And so what? From it's those like shithole countries. Six or seven? No, this these this is a, he was talking about different countries. Different countries. Different countries. These are other countries he doesn't like, right? right. Uh, there's like six or seven. Um, uh, majority, it's actually it's six uh, majority Muslim countries um, that are on this list, right? Right, of places that the Trump administration would like us to not accept anyone in from, right? Right, they are banned. They are. And right. It's largely seen as a quote unquote Muslim ban, right? Because that's what he's doing. Because that is because exactly he he has explicitly used that right. used phrases like that, and he is trying to basically codify his own xenophobia right right and so there was a lot of fear that this would unleash xenophobia in the united states yeah and it it was not 2017 was not a good year for muslims in america no uh, there were actually um it was one of the worst years uh with, for anti-islamic violence and uh. hate speech um it and it exceeded um the the years right that, that came right after the september 11th attack really right? yeah it was a bad year holy shit right? worse than wow wow but wow this study that just came out has actually shown that um the the, the national discourse yeah about the muslim ban has actually caused uh a lot of people to actually consider their position mm. and to realize that no that's a bad thing and american values are about inclusion and accepting people from from foreign countries it's about openness and it's actually caused a spike in acceptance of muslims and acceptance of of islam as sort of uh something that that, that can exist in our system well, right. that, I mean, okay, so that makes some sense to me yeah. because you see enough hatred towards someone, like, like if you just see sort of casual, like, mm, I really think Muslims are, you know, if you see somebody making the argument that like nine eleven was Muslims and Muslims hate Americans, blah blah blah, that's one thing, right? But when you see people like actively hurting yeah. other humans it becomes a little more real and you start to go, well, don't, maybe we don't do that. And then yeah. they start to think a little bit more in that. Right. Exactly. And, and, and when it became a little bit more concrete and about mm -hmm. individuals and like human stories were able to be told because of this, this attempt at the Muslim ban and the moments when like it was in effect and then it wasn't in effect. Right. And then it came into effect again. And then a court said, no, you can't do it. And like all of this helped galvanize, I think, People on the left and moderates in America who who just go, no, that's not who we are. Right. That's never been who we are. Right. We we like being a place where people come and 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 uh, start new lives. You know, we we Maybe. used to believe in that whole give us your poor, you're tired. You're, yeah. You're huddled masses yearning to be free. Yeah. And I mean, in light of other comments that have come the shithole countries comments right where he's like why are, why are we not getting people from norway 
right? A, a nation with one of the highest, highest GDPs in the world, right. if not the highest. Right. right. And like it, with a, you know, a happy, healthy <laughs> population. Right. Right. Like that, that would we, never want to come here. Like, okay, we'll, we'll get, I think the number was, um, 56 people from Norway. No, 560 people immigrated from Norway last year. Okay. That's a tiny number. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's people who worked for a company yeah, that's, that wanted them to work at the, that's not at people, some other office. That's not people right? who, were, who wanted to come to the U S that's people who like got transferred. Okay. I guess I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll go to the U S I mean, I already speak English. I guess no. it's Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was for, you know, yeah. but it was more like it was a job opportunity in their career or in their field. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it was a good that career. Was, that decision. was definitely nobody sitting in Norway going, this sucks. I need to go to the U.S. <laughs> It'd be my way better over there. Maybe there was like two people who were like, it's a little cold. Right. I think I don't like the dark all winter long. Maybe maybe I'll go somewhere nicer. Yeah. I've heard it, Florida is good. Wasn't people living in in <laughs> little Oslo. <laughs> opening norwegian restaurants right (laughs) oh man well there you go yeah i uh i think i i think that the pendulum may be swinging i don't know i i'm not i'm not watching the pendulum yet one one hesitates to make any predictions for the future (laughs) okay well uh here in in utah there was a fairly horrific story. Um, two men in their 30s-ish, at least one of them was in their 30s. I don't know how old the other one was. We're, were recently arrested. Uh, they were living in a compound out in rural Utah and had each married two girls. And when I say girls, I'm not uh, talking about women. Ages four through eight. No. They had claimed that they were married no, to these girls no. and had been abusing them. Uh, they oh had formed a uh, a group that they were calling the Knights of the Crystal Blade because <laughs> what? that's the kind of thing that you come up with when you're that kind of a person. Um, and they had, basically, uh, they had basically decided that they uh, were... I guess their own religious sort of offshoot of what? Well, I'm guessing it's Mormon related because it's, you know, this sure. polygamist sort of ideal. I mean, did they go straight off of the the Mormon church or did they fragment off of the FLDS? Or? I don't really have that information. Wow. Uh, but these guys, uh, yeah, the these little girls were finally found. Uh, where, where, where did the... I, where did the girls come from? Who whose uh, children were they? They were kidnapped. Um, oh God! Uh, so so these, these they take at least one of the girls was related to somebody. So these girls were found uh, in fifty-gallon plastic water barrels when they were finally discovered, uh, completely dehydrated and starving. They had arrested the men, and they couldn't find the girls because the men had hi- hidden them. Cleverly in barrels. in barrels. It's it's a horrifying thing. And um, when did this happen? I'm surprised I didn't hear about this. When did this news break? 
just a couple a few days ago. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I pay more attention than that. Um, that's really, 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 really awful. Um, now, oh, but is, the police had, found the girls about four about a month ago, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. And then the men were brought to justice. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a this is a horrifying thing. Uh, and one of those, one of those things where like, yeah, uh, they, they, they were apparently actively recruiting and wanted to build their group up. Huh. Um, the, this is how bad, bad cults start. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Um, it's not, not a lot of cults are going to go very far. No, no. With, with 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 that is their beginning. You, you, I mean, I hate they, to say it, but you have to ease into that. You have to, you have to work up to that. You've got to build to that, gentlemen. You don't start with the child brides in the barrels. Did you learn nothing from Joseph Smith? <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't start there. You start well. I mean, and they had they had other things going for them. They had this sort of apocalypse uh, narrative that they were that oh. they were doing. So. So I mean, Not at surprising. least sounds about uh, par for the course. At least they had that. Um, any any word from Elizabeth Smart? Uh, I, this, she works on this stuff. Yeah, now. I did not see her chime in oh, on okay. this yeah, anyway, because this obviously for very obvious reasons would she, would she, be uh, meaningful unto her. Cares about this issue. Yes, indeed. All right, Dan. Yes, sir. Unionization. Unions. The unions. Sure. Uh, what about them? Well, uh, an unlikely group in my mind is starting to join in mass, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> Anglican uh, clergy. They're, form they're forming a union? Well, they're joining a union. Oh, uh, they're teamsters one now. One of the largest in the UK called, uh, or, uh, called Unite. Okay. Uh, and uh, they, they're... They've had a, a 1,500 priests plus a few rabbis and imams joined the union last year. What? That's an increase of 16%. Uh, they, uh, now, technically, they, they, they can't really uh, go for the whole collective bargaining thing. No. Right. That's that's not what they're trying to do. Okay. Uh, they, uh, because... Yeah, because you can't fight the man when the man is either your congregation or... Jesus. The man upstairs. <laughs> that, that'd be an interesting, interesting uh, route to take. Yeah, unionize against God. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna collective, collectively, collectively bargain with Jesus. <laughs> we don't like these rules. These rules suck. We All want right. we want twelve new commandments. Yeah, that we write. That we write. We at and, least want to and negotiate. Then we'll follow you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we want some new commandments. That's for sure. We won't really follow, but we'll just kind of, we'll get the shit done. Don't worry about it. We'll follow for five years and see how it goes. <laughs> and then we'll renegotiate. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, no. So apparently the life of the clergy. Mm -hmm. uh, of of kind, a vicar? Of a vicar is kind of a rough life. What? It's isolate, isolated. Yeah. Uh, but they can lonely. marry. Uh, yeah, but they tend not to uh, have a lot of day-to-day uh, -day contact with colleagues. Oh, okay, right? People who are who have the same workplace. Yeah, because you're struggles like struggles that they have. You're like the 
the parish vicar of like the town. So there's one of you. There's one of you who doesn't just have one town often. Yeah. Usually they're the these these more rural vicars will have like up to six parishes that they oversee. More than just Dibley, huh? More than just Dibley. Okay. I know. Uh such such an idyllic world that, uh-huh. that that they painted there. Yeah. Uh that's not apparently what's what's been actually going on. Oh. Uh they um they they are under pressure apparently from all sides uh not uh including their congregants uh, and their bishops who mm-hmm. have been uh who are no longer really in sort of the same sort of pastoral role okay anymore they're more just sort of middle managers yeah they're supervisors and so these vicars really aren't able to go to their bishops for the same kind of support anymore oh and so they've turned to the union to receive counseling oh. and support <laughs> because they they can't get it anymore and the church from is within the church failing them the church is completely oh my failing god them. that's amazing <laughs> that is remarkable yeah and they don't even like start their own group they're just like can anybody does anybody help us who, does, who has counselors <laughs> that we can talk to <laughs> well the, i mean what's amazing is that yeah they are expected to be the counselors yeah for hundreds of people they're not trained in counseling most of them you know what i mean a like that but maybe, not you not know, like your uh, psychologist or no like and those or who therapist. are trained in counseling are encouraged to have counselors yeah no that's true therapists yeah. are encouraged to have therapists yeah. etc so i yeah god bless them yeah. The poor vicars. Oh, <laughs> can't someone think about the vicars? Oh. Please. I know. And, oh, and the rabbis, the odd rabbi. And the imams. And the imams. The imams are joining up, too. Isn't that oh. fascinating? <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Okay. Well, I'm going to take us, uh, finally, to Canada, where, you know, half half of my family's Canadian. And, you know, every now and then I'd report a story that just makes my heart swell with maple leaf pride. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Canada has a uh, a uh, mandate uh, that is uh, that, that they have a charter of rights and freedoms uh, that that is a governmental charter. OK. Um, of of rights of individuals. Uh, and and freedoms and that charter is explicit that um, that the that hum that human beings Canadians have a, have rights to uh, to be free from discrimination on the basis of sex religion race national or ethnic origin color mental or physical ability and sexual orientation or gender identity um, as well as women have uh, reproductive rights. These are all in the official Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Okay. Uh, well, because that charter has uh, withstood, so there have been some uh, some legal challenges to it, but uh-huh. it's withstood them all. Uh-huh. Uh, now they've started to apply it to things. Now Canada has a, uh, a program called the Canada Summer Jobs Program, the CSJ. Uh, and this, this is basically sort of a, it, it's a subsidy for uh-huh. uh, for companies or groups that want that that offer summer jobs for students. 
Yeah. You can, you can, you know, the government will help you out with that. Cool. Um, and w- one of the groups that takes, uh, that, that, that takes them up on this, uh, often is religious groups. Um, you know, for Bible summer camps or whatever, they'll, they'll hire kids to come out and, and, sure. and work on, in the camps. Okay. And that's fine. You know, that they're, they're, they're jobs, they're legitimate jobs. So, you know, it, that it seems okay. Right. Here's what's funny about it though. Uh, Canada has just required that anyone who's going to take that, who's going to be a part of that program Uh must abide by and, and affirm the charter of rights and freedoms. Oh, which means that they have to affirm women's reproductive rights, abortion rights, gay rights, lesbian rights. They have to, uh, they have to affirm all of those things in order to participate in this program. No way. So, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Because it's not saying, no, Just it, we're not going to discriminate against you just because you're a religious organization. Right. You can participate, but this is Canadian money. Right. This is the money of everybody. And right. if you're going to get it, you got to play by Canadian rules. Wow. Okay. I love it. Wow, yeah. Good for them. So I am uh I I, I feel proud so, as a beaver. So the, there's like a, a an oath you have to do every morning? Yes, yeah, exactly. You have, to, you have to stand up and put your hand over your heart and say I solemnly promise that I like put, gay people. Put your hand in the form of a a maple leaf. That's right. <laughs> just spread, you just spread, spread all of spread your fingers. All your out. fingers. That's the Canadian the Canadi- hand gesture. The Canadian hand ge- you guys should use this, you Canadians. I know you're listening. <laughs> I actually really like that. If you just spread all of your fingers until it looks as much like a maple leaf as you can. <laughs> and then you hold it up and you say, "I what and say I am a Canadian. <laughs> I'm a Canadian." And I do not discriminate. And people have rights. <laughs> That's the most beautiful, like, pledge. Right. I'm a Canadian. I do not discriminate. And people have rights. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you can imagine, that has uh, ruffled some feathers. Oh, boy. Uh, there are there mostly are. Albertan feathers. <laughs> there may be a lot of Albertans that are that are ruffled <laughs> on this. Some, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There is a, yeah. There's a, like the executive director of the Southern Alberta Bible Camp. Oh no, uh, is quoted here as saying, "We don't believe that abortion is right, and we're being told that in order to be able to access these grants, we need to affirm that." He's grumpy. Yeah, it's very it's very sad for him. Oh, his fingers are touching. Yeah, he's, he doesn't. He doesn't like a Canadian. He doesn't there, make sir. a good. It doesn't make a good uh, maple leaf with his hand. <laughs> no, actually, we can't require that. I just realized because uh, someone who is differently hand able <laughs> would not be able to to make that gesture, uh, and we can't discriminate against them. Oh well. So Play. you. Do it. Screwed over that idea. Do it as it's a beautiful idea. Make the gesture as as you maybe feel as as your conscience dictates and your body is able. But the medical system in Canada could 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 (laughs) acquire a prosthesis. It's free. They will spend 
countless thousands until your hand can can be the most Canadian hand it can, can be. Can make a sort of maple leafy sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids, if you want to suggest a hand gesture for your country, <laughs> uh, you can do so by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Indeed. Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, we got something to listen to. Yeah. Uh, Matt Staver. Do you know that name? I I want not to know it. Yeah. Yeah. He's an anti-LGBTQ uh, uh, rights activist. Great. Right. Good for him. Uh, he's uh, He works at the Liberty Council, I guess. Oh, uh, yes. Right. We know the Liberty Council. Anyway, he was on... Um, a, a show called Crosstalk, mm. the kind of show that would have him. So you can just imagine, right? Cross, be. cross in this case being a literal cross. Those morons. Well, and probably angry. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there gets some crosstalk. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah. Here we go. Let's just, just let's just let, play let, it. Let, let, have a listen. Yeah. Another first for the nation that appears on the horizon, Matt, we have uh, Connecticut Governor Daniel Malloy nominating state Supreme Court Justice Andrew McDonald to become Chief Justice, which would make McDonald the first openly gay state Chief Justice in the country. Yeah, and you know, where we are with something like that, I mean, here's the problem with it. Um, beyond, the, beyond the issue of um, the morality of this, uh, beyond the issue of other uh, consequences is the fact that um, what we typically see is someone's identity, their being completely wrapped up in their sexual practices, meaning that do you think if you had an Aaron and Melissa Klein or uh, Jack Phillips Baker or anything else like that where you have the LGBT clash with religious freedom or freedom of expression come before this judge? Do you think this judge is going to be open and fair, irrespective of, of what he does, to rule based on the Constitution and the rule of law? I don't think so. Uh, and, and that's why you have this um, – that's why, uh, beyond everything else, this is a real problem. Because what we're doing is we're putting somebody on a bench who is siding with um, their personal identity. For example, I mean, you had, you had Kozinski out in the Ninth Circuit. Different situation, but you have uh, Kozinski. He actually at one time was the chief justice, chief judge of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. He had to resign uh, late last year over allegations that he was showing pornography to some of his law clerks, to female law clerks. He was bringing them into his office and showing them pornography. Back in 2002, uh, there was pornography found on his computer at work. So imagine a case coming before him, and he's so wrapped up into this uh, pornography, and it's about pornography, or it's about sexual molestation of, of someone. 
Do you think you're going to get a fair shake out of that guy when he's so uh, invested and wrapped up in it? I don't think so. Uh, the question is, are you going to get a fair shake out of this individual whose identity, who uh, identifies uh, as someone uh, based upon his sexual practices, who is identified and identifies himself based upon certain behavior? You're going to get a fair shake? No, I don't think so. So that's a real problem uh, in this uh, nomination or this appointment of this individual. Yeah. Here's... Let's see. Frank, they're getting a fair shake from somebody because of who they are. <laughs> Can I ask you a question as a gay man? Why do you only really associate your identity with your sexual practices? Why is that the only thing about you that's important? Because it's the only thing about me. <laughs> right. That's the only interesting point that that's you have. the only thing that, 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 that I, I, I ever talk about. Yeah. That I care about. Yes. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing else to me at all. Yeah. Right? And, 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 it, and clearly in this guy's mind, that's all he, he finds out somebody's gay. That's all he can fixate on. Right. Because yes. that's how he understands and, and is so freaked out by homosexuality. It, right. It makes him, it makes one wonder, like, I mean, so this, this person that they're talking about is already, has already been serving on this, the state Supreme court. Right. So, like, I, I'll bet this guy believes in his heart that under the black robe he's wearing like frilly pink underwear. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Only right. Well, uh, justices are allowed to pick their own robe, right? Isn't that sort of a thing? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's kind of a thing. Oh, sure. You, you. <laughs> so he should just go all. He should go. go oh my God! If he's the chief justice, it's. All LeMay, top to toe. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's black LeMay. Right. So, I mean, because he is a judge. But with like, but with like, there's like different stripes, stripes of different colors of black. There's like a brown black and a white and a yeah. some sort of a bluer black. You know, there's different blacks. Well, men tend not to do lace, but of course he's going to have some lovely lace. Oh, yeah. He's going to go Bader Ginsburg all over that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that would be really good. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, a it. I mean, it's a sober uh, and very uh, important role that he's right. playing. So he won't. I mean, it's not like he's going to go glitter, right? He's yeah. He's going to be very uh, toned down. Sure, yeah. Maybe a sensible sort of pink lipstick. Right. Yeah. No, lovely. <laughs> no, this guy clearly understands um, sexuality mm -hmm. in the same way that he understands his own Christianity, right? Which is, it's the only thing the only defining thing about him right i've never right. met a gay man or woman who associates their uh the, their their sexual practices with their own identity the way this guy associates his religion with, with his own identity. exactly that is who this guy is that he, is through and through the only thing that's important to him his his, his home life is defined by christianity right his he happens to work in for for a, a place that's all christian yeah. and everything so his work is all christiany he goes to church on sunday like christianity is his only thing and, and so like if he sees gay people as like well they're not christian because they're gay then these these almost become like binaries for right him, right and it's so an, surely it's, one is the analog of the other right and so this this uh this gay thing his ex his life and his experience must be 
that. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 not even, not even close. Right. Like, For, first of all, you don't choose gay, but you, that's ch- where you, yeah, that's a great you, place to start. You yeah. choose Christian. Oh, absolutely. And you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I think about no. the fact that I'm gay. No, it's not part of Here's the thing. It's not on a daily It's basis. not your identity. But the problem is that, like, when these assholes are out there trying to take down gay people, guess what? That's the part of your identity that you're going to be like, well, fuck, that's what's under attack. Right. I got to own that shit. I got to get out there. Like, that's. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm willing to mobilize on it. Yeah. But. Which is why that's all this guy sees. Because all he ever. The only interactions he'll ever see with gay people is I'm attacking you. Right. Oh, well, look. Oh, it's so important to you that you're coming back at me. Yeah. Obviously, it's the only way you identify. Yeah. I mean, most days I'm, I'm not worried about. You know, being gay. No. I mean, I I just, you know, I I just do my life. I go to brunch. I, you know, clean and decorate my house. I right. um, I, I go to the gym. and It's central to people. your identity I, in the I same go, way that having two legs is central to your identity. <laughs> I was making a different I'm joke. sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway. I was stepping out. I didn't. I, I caught right as I was... Uh, Right as I was uh, interrupting where you were going. It's sad. It's a very sad moment for Frank, everybody. I'm sorry. You know, when I'm drinking mimosas, I'm right. I'm not thinking about being gay. I'm thinking about being gay as you as as you brunch and (laughs) dance with go go boys. Yeah, I'm not thinking at all about being gay. Nope. It's not. It's not the defining feature of my life. No, (laughs) not at all. We had some folks write into us uh, and call into us. Maybe we should uh, get to them. Uh, this is from Hunter. Hey, Frank and Dan Hunter here. Hi, Hunter. Love the show, but just wanted to say that my extremely religious nanny uh, is getting on my nerves. She's an old Sicilian woman, and okay. has and has had her share of and has her share of superstitions. One yeah. of which being directed toward tattoos. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I recently got one and showed her three days ago. She was not happy Uh-oh. and started screaming at me in Sicilian. Uh, overall, it went pretty well, except when I got a call today saying that these winter storms are being caused by me. <laughs> Her reasoning being that I sullied my skin and needed to be punished. Uh, said that the winter storm hunter being named after me was a sign. Uh-oh. Uh, that oh. being said, I... I <laughs> oh, poor hunter. Right. Because that's really hard to deny. That's really funny. I think it's amazing. (laughs) And now I blame Hunter for those winter storms. And the fact that it's dry here. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Hunter. You're ruining everything. You You and your tattoos. Our snow away from from where we needed it here in in Utah. And you you put it wherever you you are. (laughs) Um, uh, All that being said, I've got a question for Frank, says Hunter. Oh, boy. Did you ever encounter any odd superstitions in Italy? I mean, yeah. I mean, there was concern about uh, cold air if you're sweaty. <laughs> you know, you get you get copaldaria, uh, and uh, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. Um, you have to wear a scarf, right? Uh huh. You don't want to drink like cold water. Like ice water was bad because it it, it like especially like on a hot day uh-huh. because your body's hot, and then you drink the water and you get like 
you, you uh you, you your your stomach constricts oh dear and all the blood goes to your stomach and then you die and then you die and all, you die. Do they all, all stuff do they all lead to, to death? death yeah they all lead to some sort of death um isn't it bad for your liver didn't they say something about it being bad for oh your everything's liver? bad for your liver except alcohol uh no wine you wine's you good don't want to mix red and white wine <laughs> Because that's bad for your famalia fegato, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, and people always were complaining about their, their liver hurting, which mm. I was just like, I don't know if I know where my liver is. <laughs> I've never felt my liver. You don't... I mean, I know where my liver is. Yeah. I can, I can, you can kind of feel it, you know, you kind of push right there. Sure. But like... Uh, I've never, I've never felt pain in my, in my liver. Um, but as far as like superstitions, like, um, I, well, one thing I thought was funny was, um, apartment buildings, Mm -hmm. you know, all the apartment numbers, one apartment, one apartment, two apartment, three. And it's usually how it is. The whole building, they don't do like the convention that like we do in the U S where like the, the, all the floors on the second or all the, the units on the second floor will be like 201, 202, 203, right. that kind of thing. Right. It's usually just that building, and then they start at the bottom and number up. Okay. Right? Or something sure. like that. Um, so you'll be going through the building. There'll be unit 15, unit 16, unit 16A, unit 18. Because they're superstitious <laughs> about the number 17. Really? And so saw that. A lot of buildings, like the tall buildings in this one area that I lived in, they all capped at 16 floors. Oh. And I thought that was interesting. Interesting. Um, so. That's funny. Yeah. And so the, there were superstitions. Yeah. It, there you it go. happens. Anybody give you the evil eye? <laughs> no. Did you ever worry about the evil Nothing eye? Nothing like that. All right. Well, uh, thanks for writing in, Hunter. Uh, sh- why don't we do the voicemail? Hey, Frank and Dan. I was calling to talk about the uh, monument at the Dallas uh, Mall uh, back when I was working for a church. Um, we went and rented a box truck and put a like vinyl wrap on the side of it and parked in a McDonald's uh, across the street from high school and uh, like t- tried to tell kids, it, it, it invited kids to come over for uh, prayer for free prayers and we ended up like handing them bibles and stuff um but whenever we did it we anticipated getting pushback from the local community and in a sense we were doing it to bait them into giving us free publicity um and it worked and we ended up having like so many people donate money to our church that was just starting out uh, from like all over the place because we got uh, a little bit of local coverage. And that's the same thing that's going on with the mall. I mean, sure, this guy that put the, you know, the monument on there may be like super into his faith, but they're doing it to bait just to get attention for whenever, uh, you know, one person, one atheist says one thing on Twitter and then Jim Baker picks it up and tries to say, because somebody thought the monument was dumb that they're trying to kill Christians. I mean, that's, that's just how this stuff gets ginned up. Uh, so just to, I don't know, help put that into context of why that happens. I'm also in Texas. I'm from Houston. And uh, this stuff happens, like, all the time here. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah. It just confirms everything. Confirms yeah. all of our suspicions. I mean, that's the thing. These guys are no dummies. Anytime you put up a, a big monument like that, it's just it's a good attention grab. Yeah. I mean that the 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 thing at the mall, 
mm-hmm. got free publicity for that mall. Yeah. We talked about it. Yep. And we talked about the publicity that they were getting. He baited us and we took it. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. But the bait, the real baiting would be like, in my mind, is if people showed up to protest it. Right. Or raised a big stink about it. Which, which is what Talk- they were really hoping for. Yeah. Talking about it's one thing, right? Like, like mm-hmm. oh, hey, this happened and it's dumb, and but, you know, it is private property. Right. That's an okay thing to say. Yeah. Um, somebody tweeting about it. This is the last time I'm going to this mall, blah, 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 blah. Maybe a little bit more of an extreme thing, but whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, we said we weren't going to go to that mall, but that's in part because it's in Texas and we're not there. Right. Right. And actually, if we were in Texas, we'd probably go and see the thing or whatever. Just go to that mall. If I, need a, if I need a new cover for my phone. Right. Go to the mall or if I, uh, you know, get one of those delicious corn dogs. <laughs> You're obsessed. <laughs> Uh, all right, Char- Charlotte wrote into us, uh, and th- this will this will segue us into the next segment. Uh, oh. She said, "Hey guys, I just wanted to send you guys a quick note to say thank you. I've been listening to you guys for at least two years now, and you are hands down my favorite podcast. You guys are uh, a dose of humor and rationale that is badly needed. I realized this morning over coffee that I should finally step up and become a subscriber." Thanks for your good work. Oh. You guys have become like good friends over the years. Uh, and that was from Charlotte. Well, that's super nice. And so Charlotte has become one of our PayPal uh, donors. Yeah. And she, uh, she, I guess, uh, translating it across to, uh, to the donation uh, setup that we have on Patreon, she is a venerable donor now. That's beautiful. Thanks so much, Charlotte. So thank you for that. And we have a new, one new donor on Patreon. Okay. Um, Mad Cyclist. Okay. Who is now a faithful listener. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for your mad cycling, sir. And, <laughs> or, you, or madam. And if you would like to uh, join these fine folks uh, in support of uh, the show, you can do so by going to our website, www.thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab. And follow the links there. It'll help you through the whole thing. There's different levels yeah. that you can support at. Absolutely. Different ways that we can thank you if based you, on that support. If you, like Charlotte, have been listening for a few years and realize, oh, fuck, I'm a freeloader, you can, you can go to our website and fix it. There you go. And, uh, and then we have course, one more person to thank. We always do. One Miss Angela. Angela our top our, donor. Our Lord and Savior. She Uh, blesses us. Long may she reign. Amen. Amen. Dan. Yeah? I'd like to read a Bible verse. Oh, (laughs) well, I love Bible time. (laughs) So this is going to be great. Psalms 127. Okay. Verse 5. This is from the King James Version. Okay. Of the Bible. The old KJV. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. <laughs> it reads like a fortune cookie, really. <laughs> First of all, um, quiver full really of them. Means. I'm confused. Them, uh, them. Usually in a quiver, them would refer to arrows. But I think yes. we've got a, we've, we've got ourselves a metaphor on our hands. We do. We do. They're talking about children... 
And your house, I suppose, would ha- be the other part of the metaphor. Having chillins. You're so the whole the whole idea is uh, to fill fill that quiver up mm. with lots of kids, as many as the Lord will give you. Yeah, and as long as the body will, the woman's body by that right uh, will hold up. Let's note that the 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 psalm you just read talks about happy is the man. Yeah. Doesn't mention how happy the lady is. No. The no. woman she bears the brunt of this uh this verse. Yeah. Uh although I will say this, most of the women uh in so you and I grew up LDS Mormons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and big families are are a big thing in Mormonism, not in the same way that the quiverful movement right. is doing it, but uh it's seen as a sort of a, a universal good the more the, to have it's a blessing to have right. a big family. Yeah, it, it's it's a cultural thing at this point more yes. than anything within yes. Mormonism to right. have large families. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. It, now in Mormonism, as I think probably in uh, the evangelical quiver, quiverful mo- movement, it would be a bad thing for a woman to claim, "Oh, this isn't my favorite." I. I may have made a mistake. This may be too many children. Like she's not allowed to pretend to to even to even hint right. at the thought that that her giant family could be anything but the happiest thing in the universe. Yeah, beautiful. Must a be blessing. happy. So a blessing. It's yeah. not like you'll find women who are complaining uh, very often about no, well their, their large family. One would assume they're fully complicit in the whole thing, and yes. probably just. I just love babies. Oh, well, right. I mean, you know, babies are great. It's when they turn three that or two that they become start to become. Well, no, so then she's on to the next baby. On to the next baby. You can the, ignore the, 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 the little Your 10-year-old is taking care of the, the two-year-old. Right, yeah, exactly. You only That's... have to take care of like four toddlers ever. Then it's just <laughs> the rest there, there on out is just babies. Yeah, then it's just screaming from the other room, Susie, take care of your brother. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's just new baby smell, oh. bonding, mm-hmm. mommy baby time. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. It is. She's so blessed. It's interesting because, uh, you know, we grew up LDS and LDS has families, you know, are sort of have a tradition of big families. Yeah, neither of us come from big families. No, no, no. Although, you know, although you had four no, no, three. A brother and a sister. You got a brother and a sister. That's right. Three. So three uh, is three. Three, is, three uh, felt like a large family. <laughs> I don't know how you'd do more than that. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, we have a we have a good friend who was one of nine. Unbelievable. In uh, in yeah. a Mormon family, just which seems like like ten too many to me. <laughs> uh, and this was not a family. Well, that, we love our friend. Eight too many. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I actually love most of their family. I, yeah, I've met, yeah. I've met most of his sibli- siblings, and they're they're yeah. good people. Yeah. Uh, I've met all of his siblings, actually. Really? I have at this point. Uh, but here's the thing. They grew up with not a lot of money. Right. And, and so dealing with that many mouths to feed right. and that many sh- feet to shoe, yeah. et cetera, is crazy. Yeah. That's it's. I mean, I, I suppose bordering it, on immoral. I, I suppose where you're kind of going going would be if one has the means, 
then who cares what your what your decisions would be to have a large family, right? Like if you if well, you could, if you can afford a, a large home, and you can pay, and you can afford the extracurricular activities that these kids are going to want to do and all the enrichment type activities and to clothe them and to provide for them and feed them, then I guess it's your own business, right? Well, sort of. I mean, that takes care of one side of the uh, possible problems of having a large family. There are other possible problems. There are, you know, there are questions of, of can each child get enough of your supervision and, uh, and, comfort and love sure. and all of that sort sure. of thing and okay. I, I, you know i have questions about that i don't know i'm not i don't claim to be a child psychologist right but those but there are questions there right but man mormons you got your catholics and you got your evangelical quiverful folks right. who do not ask those questions no you're not supposed to ask you're not even uh so no, these, these are not considerations no. to make I mean, it's just like the whole like pushing young Mormon kids into starting their family so early. So early, you know. Yeah, I mean, you go down to Provo, Utah. Yeah. Less in, in, much less so in Salt Lake City. But if you go down to Provo, Utah, yeah, and you've got you know a young person, a young couple who's you know was pressured into first of all pressured into marrying early, right? Because a twenty-four-year-old is an old maid. <laughs> uh, so you know. They're they're married at at twenty, and then if you know if it's three years and they don't have a kid yet, what is going on? Yeah, what is the what's the holdup? Right, don't live your life, selfish. We're just getting to know each other. What? What? We wanted to travel a little bit. You That's could, so selfish. So selfish. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to be ourselves for a minute. Selfish. Well, it is selfish. Or. It's just living your life. That's the other possible thing. It's self-ish. It's it's self-oriented. Yeah. It's self, uh, <laughs> yeah, fulfilling. But 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 the 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 alternative to being focused on yourself, that the only way to undo that is to be focused on a bunch of children. Right. Is just ludicrous. Is insane. Also, the thought that being focused on yourself is a bad thing. Right, exactly. Is also ludicrous. Yeah. That's insane. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, so, you know, there's the Mormon angle and whatever, but, you know, recently we didn't want to report on this because we, we're not drawing a direct line between religion and the shit that went and down. Everything that went down. In yeah. California right. with this family that had 13 children that were that that were cooped up in their home and like chained to the beds and yeah including adult children yeah yeah when yeah they, when the kids were found there was one it was like 29 yeah it was but like basically two to 29 malnourished and unattended to for right. so long right uh that he or she appeared to be a teenager yeah 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 there was a 17 the 17 year old was the one that broke out and like called the police Mm -hmm. And, you know, and finally, uh, the bravery and the psychology that it must have taken to actually do that must was, is incredible. <sighs> oh, so but sad. they but they said that that 17 year old looked like looked like she might as well have been 10 and was oh, malnourished and, and, and withering away. <sighs> so it's unbelievably sad. It is. But, we, you know, we don't draw we you can't draw a direct line between their religious beliefs and that torturous. I mean, that's just that's that's something 
there might be justifications in their religion. They might have found justifications. Right. But what they were doing was just fucked up. It's just general fucked up in this. Like, <clears throat> what? I, I mean, I've, I've been thinking about the whole thing. And just the idea that there, that, the two, that there were two parents and they're complicit yeah. in this whole thing with each other. They're they both agreed con- on this. Consenting on, on one level yeah. or another to, to, to do this, yep. whether through coercion or abuse or whatever. Or just they came or, to it together. They were just both kooky enough yeah. to, they, to, to do that. They went down some roads of thought that they shouldn't have gone down. And kept on going. There seems to be a broader <clears throat> failure of the system. Oh, there are many failures in this point. Like, but what you how- and I decided we were going to talk about was the fact that there were 13 children. Right. And that they that this is a trend that is happening in the United right. States of America of having so goddamned many children. Yeah. We got I mean, the Duggars. Yeah. You got the, 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 the what, are, 20 and counting, a, th- a thousand and counting, however many and counting. They always have they something and counting. They must have stopped by now. 20 and counted, hopefully. Yeah, yeah one hopes. <laughs> um, now the grandchildren yeah, I mean, are pouring I, in. I, I mean, there's a part of me, there, there is a little bit of a logic to the whole thing um, in that with that many kids, you may be tempted just to chain them down. <laughs> to you know keep track of all of them just, just so you don't lose one yeah you know because because it's too many it's, it's too, many too many to account for yeah. well you know so i did a little looking into this whole quiverful movement which isn't a denomination this no. isn't a religious but it is connected to right. uh american evangelical christianity right um yeah it's based on and there the are Mormons who do subscribe to this as well. Indeed, there are. Yeah. Uh, and the, and uh, yeah, there are some that by name explicitly like, do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you you actually did a, a, a whole documentary about a uh, a, a proclamation. Right. Or, uh, what was it? So back back when uh, Utah was was fighting for um, its own marriage definition. Right. Law, right. Uh, they, there was, there's a group, they're still around, it's called the Sutherland Institute, and they wrote up this draft proclamation that cities and counties, uh, could adopt to define marriage, to proclaim the kind of, of marriages that they support and the kind of family, uh, structures that they that, that 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 they want to see in their family, right? right. Or in their the, in their community. The Sutherland Institute is a is a conservative group, a, a religious based conservative group. Uh, one could very, if one were feeling incredibly generous, one could call it a think tank. I suppose <laughs> it's more of a thunk tank. <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah. So they sent it all out, and only one town really nibbled on the thing, right? Canab, uh, Utah. Down in uh, southern, southern uh, rural Utah, extreme southern Utah. Yeah, uh, this is they're right on the border, um, across the border from Arizona. Yep, um, they're in they're in the neighborhood of Zion National Park, and not too far from uh, from Grand Canyon. They're north. They're not far from the North Rim at all. Right, um, and so beautiful, beautiful countryside, but the. The, the city government wasn't 
occupied by the most sophisticated people at the time. Uh, and they adopted this, this little resolution and it says things like, I should have looked it back up when knowing that you were going to ask me about it. Um, but it, it actually does talk about that they would like their quivers filled with children. Right. It, right. it mentions like the ideal family. Right. And it talks about a man and woman tending a man, their garden. A man going off to work every day and coming home and the woman taking care of the household needs. Right. And taking care of their quiver full of children. Right. And uh, and and it was so clear that that the members of the the city council and the mayor had had read it through but barely pondered it. Right. Right. Like hadn't really even considered the implications of and and exactly what they were trying to promote. Right. right? Because they just saw it as their like their own family. Oh, we don't like gays. Right. We don't like. We don't want gay marriage here. Right. So this is what this is saying, and, blah, blah, blah. And it sounds and it pretty good. It sounds yeah. pretty great. And then you realize that, like, their own families don't actually fit into this mold exactly. the way right. that... Yeah, but it is a good ideal. It's a good thing to shoot for. Right. Yeah, as one of the city council members says. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I just went down and interviewed everyone on both sides and pieced the whole thing together and... It's a, it's you a, can still you can find it on on YouTube if anybody's interested. Natural Family Values is that's the right. name of it. It's a lovely little, and, little uh, piece. That, that's up there. You don't even have to watch any ads. Boom, baby, it's just hanging out. So go go look at that. But <laughs> here's the thing: this quiverful thing, as it's been adopted uh, by especially by the evangelical Christians of mm-hmm. these United States, is a radical, like pro-life movement mm-hmm. where they believe that. They have an obligation, first of all, to fuck like rabbits and only in a way that will produce that, that's productive. None of this, uh, none of this oral nonsense. Only productive sex. Yeah. The best sex is productive sex. Well, I mean, so they, so they value, there, there's also this, the biblical story of Onan, Onan, mm-hmm. who, uh, who was forced to marry his brother's wife that he didn't really want to marry and he didn't really want to have kids with her. So he, he pulled out. Mm-hmm. Spilled his seed on the ground, right, and then uh, and then God punished him horribly oh. for doing that. Oh my God! So the idea is, all the seed needs to be going into a vagina, and it needs to be making babies as the Lord wishes. So all family planning is in the Lord's hands. Right. Your job is just to fuck, right, and see what happens. Right. I was about to say it's a one way street, but it's not. It's it's one way, and then it changes direction when the baby comes out. Oh, yes, indeed, it's true. It's sperm goes in, baby, baby comes, comes out. out. That's <laughs> that's that's what that's what happens down there. Yes, indeed. Sperm goes in, baby comes out. A gay man's view of a vagina. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, this is all about trusting God with your family planning. You don't. There's no birth control. There's because all of all of these things, birth control or uh, rhythm method or any of that, is uh, is is saying you know better than God how many children you're supposed to have, mm-hmm. and whether you are able financially, physically, or psychologically to take care of them. Mm-hmm. God knows. God knows if you can handle mm-hmm. twenty-two children. Mm-hmm. He'll give them to you if you can handle them. Well, life finds a way. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> 
It really does. Welfare finds a way. Oh my god. And that's the thing. Ship finds a way. Oh well. We'll Maybe see. Maybe not. Uh, you know, we got we have a new tax plan in place. We've got a new yeah. we've got a government that doesn't want yeah. freeloaders. Yeah. I wonder how the uh how the quiverful people will feel when their help well, gets taken away. When all of the government uh, uh are they still getting subsidies? Are they still so. getting uh, a deduction per baby? Yeah, I think so. That doesn't have a cap. That has to have a cap. <laughs> no. No. You, no. Because See, this, that's criminal. Because this is, this, is the, uh, this is how this works. Like The Republican side is supporting the Christian side. Right. So the Republican side, while they would never support, you know, all th- these welfare queens... Right, which is code for black. Right, uh, people who are who are just sucking on the the tit of of you know the good hardworking right. Americans. But if you happen to have you know f- thirteen children, right, and and you've got but you've got a good job, but it's just not enough to take care of them all. Well, we understand that. We'll help you out with right. that. Tax deductions. Yeah, that's as, bullshit. Yeah, it's it is it uh, is absolute fucking bullshit. We I I, I like. It's it's a subsidy. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and here's the thing. This is heavily patriarchal. So uh, in almost all of these quiverful families, there's a man who's in charge uh-huh. and a baby-making machine that has boobs that might be considered a human sometimes. Man. And then there's all of these little uh, little people running around. How do I get in on some of these deductions? Like you can't, <laughs> you don't get them. They're not for you. But I'm doing more than these people are doing. What are you doing? You're not populating the earth. That's the high. That's the great it's, mandate. That should, be, that should be capped at three. I'm fine with a child deduction. That's fine, right? But it, like cap it at three. So you so you get the two. That to replace you, yeah, right, and one and one like, just in case something goes bad, a swing, a swing, right? right. Sure, spare, okay, right. You got two for population, one is a spare because let's face it, the occasional kid dies. Yeah, sure. So, and you need to, yeah, you may need to make and up then, for and one or two. There's people who don't have kids, so maybe up to four because we do need population replacement, don't we? I don't know that we do, but everybody seems to think so. Well, economies I mean, and such. Yeah, I, that's just if you believe that a growth model is the only model that can possibly work. Are I you tend some to... fucking socialist. <laughs> anyway, I don't. I don't feel like we need to grow. <laughs> I feel like we're okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I. I think I. I think you. You need to write a sternly worded letter to your. Uh, to your. That'd be a beautiful letter to write. <laughs> your senator. Yeah. Right, right, write it into Oren right now, or Mike Lee. They're both my senator. There you go, and uh, and they'll be very, very eager to hear from you. They'll definitely take what you say into under consideration. I, I you know what? It's going to be well crafted. This well, letter. I mean, it's a tax. It's an, it's, an argument that is hard to uh, to argue with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, until <laughs> you realize that they're Mormons and they love lots of kids. I've recently found, dear sirs, I have recently discovered that there is a child tax deduction. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, there you go. I don't know. You know, the other the other time that I encountered real lots of big uh, families, especially big families in poverty situations, yeah. was in the third world, mm. where uh, parents had lots of children to help around the house and oh, yeah. to because they knew that when they got old, right, they would need taken care of, right, and most of their kids probably wouldn't do well. But if they pooled their resources. Mm-hmm. They would be able to take care of them. Large families make sense in develop in developing nations, in some cases, right? right. And on farms, yeah, it can make sense in that re- right. Respect. Those are the two settings where I get it. it, it there's some sense to it, right? You, you can see the argument and what's going on in people's minds, yeah. Right? Because kids do represent free labor. For, yeah. for for an old school farm. Right. Right. A large modern industrial farm. No, there's no place for a, a large family. No, there's no place for children on a large farm. Exactly. Now. I mean, they go milk a cow, I guess. But I mean, if it's an in, but all the farms are so industrialized at this right. point, one man can till all of the land in a day. Right. And it's, it's not really until those kids were, you know, older teenagers that you would get anything from it. That's, right. That's a little bit of a long term investment there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It doesn't make sense anymore at all in. A first world country. Right. In a modern industrialized country, having that many children doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's what we're saying. If you have a large family, we're shaming you. I guess that's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Although, have lots of atheist babies. Yeah, well, that's the other argument, right? I I do hear that. I hear, you know, Andrea and I are are childless uh, by choice. Uh Uh-huh. And you do really hear, unfortunate, we yeah. hear a lot of people saying, but you're, you guys are the good ones. We need you guys to be yeah. making and raising children to compete with all these, right. all these bad thinking Christians. I, I don't buy it. I mean, what, what? I don't have a responsibility. Your poor mother. <laughs> She's, yeah. That's, that's what I like. So she would love sister, to be a grandmother. Your sister is a, is, is, a, a lesbian. is a lesbian and in a relationship. So she's long-term not- relationship. But they, but they've chosen not to you know, adopt or anything like that. Right. And they're, so you're, you're, you're the hope, yeah. right? You're, 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 you're the, you're the reproducer. Nope. Right? And then you choose not to. I know. Oh, my poor, I'm sorry, mom. I know. I know mom that you'd love to have grandkids. There's nothing that makes that woman happier than a baby. Imagine <laughs> what you could do for your mother, Dan. Also, she's 3,000 miles away, so she wouldn't even not see... Not for long, she, let me tell you. She would not see that kid very often, but she would be delighted. You, you uh, let me tell you, you make that phone call, <laughs> Mora would not be 3,000 miles away much longer. Well, yeah, she would definitely <laughs> come out. But it's not going to happen. We oh, are... We, we, sorry, Mora, I tried. choose childlessness, uh, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, listener is delightful (laughs) it's a fantastic option i don't i don't say that everybody needs to choose it but if you're considering it i say it it's there's a lot of upside to not having kids all right all right well i don't think we uh helped anybody with that conversation not at all i i don't even know what the point of the damn thing was (laughs) but we're fascinated by it. Hey, if you guys uh, can figure out what the hell we were talking about, uh, please write into us. Or if you have something to add to that conversation, 
It is good luck. It? Good luck picking. No, something, it's a super interesting topic. something that we just talked about to add to. It's a super interesting uh, series of topics that we just sort of bounced around inside of, like <laughs> like a pinball. Uh, if you want to bounce around too, you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four. 666-8442. It is. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're there, why not search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and join the conversation that's going on all the time. It's moderated, it's safe, it's private, Yeah, it's secure, and fun. Uh, hey, we... we Thanks again to our patrons. If you want to join uh, their ranks and become one of the good people that helps keep this show going, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support button. And a big and thanks goes out to uh, the musicians who donate their their music to us. The Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston. Yeah, uh, thanks again to uh, Mackenzie for her hard work on the Facebook page and to Annie, not Annie, Danny, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> To Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their hard work uh, as moderators on the Members Only Lounge. All right. Well, thank you, our dear listeners. You keep coming back. Yep, we sure do appreciate it when you do. All right. Bye. Bye. Congratulations, you've just been handed a huge new opportunity. Bravo. With it comes the need for new skills, skills you'll need to master in short order. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you develop the hard and soft skills it takes to succeed in new roles. This is your chance. Go. Start by going to hbs.me go. That's hbs.me go.